You're listening to the Ontos Podcast, where we explore the nature of stories and the pursuit of being in truth. I'm Vod. And I'm Mac. And our sentience depends on you. Now cue the intro music. You could say that the circumstances forced me to leave my home behind. Certainly, if I had stayed... I would now be dead. During those days, running without knowing why, carrying a burden I didn't understand, I assumed that I would lose myself in Hellenium. Bless you. And seek a life of distinction. I'm slowly coming to understand that anonymity, like many of those other things, has already been lost to me forever. Chapter 17. And uh, that name is a doozy. Oh, yeah. Hellenium. 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 (laughs) Yeah. Uh, That one's one's a bit much. Um, Well, I didn't talk about the epigraph last episode, and I want everyone to know that that totally was on purpose. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Because this chapter, we get a nice little lore drop here, a bit of a bomb. So we open up again with Vin going stir crazy. She has she's back at the manor and she's had to be the most uptight and perfect Lady Valette she can be because she's injured. So she can't practice any of her allomancy because she's still recovering. And Kelsier and Lord Renew have both agreed that they need to hire new people who aren't in on the plan as servants. Why? Because it would be suspicious that they're being so good at keeping out spies from other houses. They need to let spies come in. Indeed. Funny, funny thought, but hey, uh, it's I guess it's better to keep your enemies close, right? Indeed. So Something I wouldn't have thought of. So they decide they need to hire new servants, at understanding that most of them are probably going to be spies for other great houses. Okay, no big deal. Well... Vin's going absolutely crazy with this. She has dinner with Lord Renew most nights now, and he's just like, how's your day? Sweet. Back to work. And he just works while he eats. And Vin is it's just at that moment where he's just like, man, this this imposter's dynamite. Like, like <laughs> he does not crack. He doesn't show any cracks at all. And... She finally gets her chance at avoiding the the stir crazy here because even even Sazed's busy. She's like, Sazed, please just give me lessons. Why don't you just why like I even will be okay with those. I am so sick of not being able to do anything. Sazed's busy translating the book that he once again found. Uh, which by the way, um I don't know if it was while we were recording or not while we were recording, but I definitely told you, Mac, that this book was a different book, and I was wrong. It was definitely the book Vin had and through. I was gonna say you did say that, and I Which, was gonna I was gonna own you up on this. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I saw it. I, uh-huh. I, I I saw it in your eyes. But here's the thing: I have a question about that really fast. A little off topic. When she just like threw it, did Sazed just like go up and get that? <laughs> like like he caught that and was like, "Where is she?" <laughs> like. Because she threw it to go... Well, we don't know what says it is. Maybe he has some way of seeing metal the same way that they do. I don't know. But anyway, continuing on. Yeah. Um, even says it's busy. And so she's dying for some sort of back in on the plan. And she gets her wish. Because the crew decides we should go have the meeting at the mansion. So we can include Vin and Renew in. 
uh, Vin and Renew in on like what we're doing. And so Kelsier and the crew arrives and basically they offered to have the meeting and Vin goes, yes, please. Yes. And Renew just give is disappointed is like, come on, you're supposed to keep up the facade too. Like you're, you're cracking. And, uh, yeah, we haven't seen him crack once yet. So, but they arrive and they are, they learn that the, the ham's doing great with the troops. The troops are training They're They're starting to pick up a little bit of momentum. It's still not nearly as enough. I think they even, uh, I think Yeadon even at a point suggest that, hey, maybe we reduce the number. Maybe like our original estimate was too big, which which Vin even points out. Yeadon went from, you know, trash, scum of the ska, angry at everyone to he's wearing nicer clothing now. He's carrying himself like he's in a position of leadership. He's making, I guess, responsible you know, statements in this case where he's just going like, yeah, I know that's what y'all promised me, but like realistically we might not get that and he's okay with it. So Vin notices that however they've been working Eden, he's even changing. Um, but yeah, Marsh should be in the, in the ministry in a month. Uh, and Steel Inquisitors, you know, at this point, Steel Inquisitors greater than Mistborns. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that was a big talking point. Even like, you know, even Breeze points out, he goes, yeah, after seeing what they did to Vin and Kelsier, like, they're they're not anything to joke about. Well, Sazed finally shows up, and he has the lore bomb to drop. He has been translating the book, the journal, whatever it is that Vin found, and he says, this seems to be the journal of the person who went to go defeat the Deepness. And he describes how it's like, oh, the entries are definitely like, they're like, I mean, he doesn't say definitely, but he's like, they're, they're probably the Lord ruler on his way before he ascended. Because he even points out that even the religious text of the still ministry says that the Lord ruler was just a man before he ascended. Indeed. So he basically said, this is the Lord ruler's journal. Yeah. And I mean, based on, you know, again, not confirmed, but based on what, how Seiza describes it. These are the epigraphs we've been reading. Pretty much. Yeah. So, you know, and we'll talk about that because I want to bring in one of Brandon's lectures on how he wrote, how he does writing in this case. That uh, One of the ones that I watched from BYU. It is genius. But we get, we get, we, one of Brandon's characters doesn't just come out and say it, but we basically get the confirmation that the epigraphs are in fact the journal of the Lord Ruler, which is amazing and it makes sense yeah it makes it makes complete sense so well vin wants to return real bad she wants to go back to doing the balls kelsier goes can she and says it's like nah and he says well doxing goes we need him back we need her back at the balls and kelsier goes all right no physical allomancy but you need to get back out there we need you to start you know getting out there and you know spreading the name and everything and, well, Vin is becoming more like Lady Valette every single time we see her. She misses the balls. She likes how she dresses in the gowns. And there it is again. She wonders if Ellen is going to be there. Mm-hmm. So she definitely wants back in. Well, she goes and uh, the meeting is, is done. It's they they talk for a little bit longer about some of the smaller bits, 
Um, it seems like Brandon doesn't paint them as super important for us to pick up because it's like very quick passing, like glancing comments about things. The meeting's over, and Vin goes to get prepared for the ball that's happening tonight. She goes out and she finds the most beautiful and bold gown that she can and goes, yep, this is it because she wants to look good. Which is far from what she was when we first we first found her. She wants to stand out now. She she like specifically thinks in her head she's trying to pull attention now. And in, but in her mind she's given herself that little trick of the more attention I pull, it's not me. It's the more attention Lady Valette's pulling, and that means Vin is going to be even more hidden. The more attention she pulls, and then of course there's Ellen. Mm-hmm. So Kelsier lands on top of her carriage, or I guess. Uh, Actually, I think Kelsier's actually on the balcony for her here. I think it's the balcony. Actually, yeah, he, I think it's the balcony. He, he at least at one point does go into the balcony, and everyone's like, "You probably shouldn't do that." <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's just he's just on the balcony, but he's on he's on Vin's balcony, and he says like, "She comes out after like thinking about how the ground and everything's so beautiful." And we get like the stark contrast of Kelsier's just brooding outside, and he's just like, "Then." The world, the world is not beautiful. <laughs> You're just like, okay. She's like, does it, doesn't it seem wrong? Doesn't it look wrong yeah, to does, you? Doesn't it look wrong? And he shows her this picture that Mare had given him. And it's a picture. And he goes, that's a flower. Which again, I was when I reread that for the first time, I was like, wait, wait, wait. wait. And I caught it the second time because he just goes, oh yeah, that's a flower. And it's one of those moments where it's like, it's one of the cute, the cool tricks that authors have by putting something super mundane in front of us, and we skip it because it's mundane to us. And then we, when we see the characters react, we go, "Oh, that's not that's not mundane. That's not mundane at all." You know? Because again, even the garden, they were like, it has beautiful oranges and reds, and they mix them all up. And he's like, "Here is something a different color." And Vin is like, "What the heck is this?" Yeah. So. Kelsier claims that Mare told him that um, the world changed after the Ascension. All these, the the colors, the the green, the flowers, they all disappeared after the Ascension of the the Lord Ruler. And on this note, Vin, Vin goes for it, man. Like, she's not scared. Vin just goes and goes, so yeah, Mare betrayed you, by the way. And he's initially caught off guard, but then he just goes, well... I guess everyone knows at this point that you know, that's what everyone says, you know? And he's like, yeah, but like, I still love her. Like, I don't, I, I don't care. Like, you know, I might've been upset about it or whatever, but I ultimately, I still love her. And Vin's like blown away. Like, how can you love someone who betrayed you? And he's just like, well, how about this? How about this, Vin? I would rather love people and get hurt than not even try to love them at all. And she again goes, yeah, you're a little bit crazy. He goes, well, what about you? He goes, do you prefer Cayman's crew or, or this one? And, you know, Vin, we, we know Vin at this point has been fighting that. That's the reason she's here. Is she continuously tells herself how much she cares about this crew versus the other crew. Um, I mean, look, when the other crew was found dead, she was like, yeah, they were whatever. But this crew's keeping her around. And, well, he kind of, Kelsier goes on like a little bit of a, 
I don't want to call it a rant. I guess he's like venting, I guess. He's, it's more so of him venting. But he, tell, he tells Ben, you know, it, it felt terrible. I don't want to believe that it's true. But the Lord Ruler, when we were found, came out and straight up thanked Mare for betraying, for betraying us. Right as he caught us. He goes, and he seems so genuine. It wasn't snarky. It wasn't, it was just straight up a thank you. And then Vin was like, but she got sent to the pits just like you. And then Kelsier was like, she showed up a few weeks after I got there. I don't know what happened. Yeah, you know, yeah, it could have been the Lord Ruler tying up loose ends. Um, but essentially, we learn here what snapping is. We kind of knew what it was before. Kelsier gave us like a brief description of it. But he straight up at this point defines what is snapping. And it's just that... A misting or misborn, these these people who have allomancy, they can't have their powers unless they experience something incredibly traumatic, almost near death like. And to him, that was when Mare was beaten to death at the pits, and he, he realized something that he doesn't know whether she betrayed him or not. But what hurt him the most was the fact that he knew he loved her, and she died knowing that he questioned her loyalty. And that's what just crushed him. And that's what we learned. That's what caused him to snap in the pits. And so that's why he, uh, that's how he got his powers. And we get, I think, the most telling sentence from Kelsier up to this point. We just get the raw answer to why he's doing what he's doing. And I believe it 100%. He said, because I ever doubted her, I'm going to return the world to its beautiful self, the world before the ascension. And that's where we're left at the end of the chapter. So it's funny because like, it starts off really kind of slow, but like it, there was a lot of reveals that kind of came up with what, what was going on here with, with this episode. Um, you know, Vin's bored and she realizes this is why everyone goes to these freaking balls all the time because they, because all the noble women do nothing all day. Yeah. It must be really boring for all of them. And the most exciting thing is are these freaking balls. Um, and then even like Renew was like, hey, you know, maybe we should get you some other jewelry because you just have that earring of yours that, that you're just hanging on to. And she's like, nah, I'm going to go ahead and try to keep this. So, I mean, again, it's one of the few things that like she kept, she brought in from, you know, her old days is her, her mother's earring. And she had a few other things. And this is basically the only thing that survived out of that. Um we get the understanding that the servants are, are spies and they have to let them in so they can hear about them. Uh, the army sounds like it's doing good, but Breeze says something like Ham is really optimistic when it comes to these things. So who knows what's really happening? Yeah, you, you, what if you could give them a one-legged blind man and he would still praise their sight and their stance? No, or no, no. Like it that? was a, you could give him a one-legged mute and he would praise their balance and their listening skills. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Um, we find that like, Marsh is going to be in the ministry within about a month. Um, we find out that the book that says it has is the Lord Ruler's book, which means that almost certainly the epigraphs we're listening to are the Lord Ruler. You yeah. know, and let's talk about really fast. The 16 and 17 is again, I, I totally meant to not talk about it. Okay. Mm -hmm. I don't want, I want, don't want that to be questioned. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, looking at the last two, you know, uh, last two epigraphs, it seems that at this point, at least in the, in the epigraphs, 
the Lord Ruler pre-ascension, he, he he was seriously questioning himself. He was thinking like why he was even why he even left. He was at this point at least saying, you know, someone who deserved to be a hero should have been the one to leave, not me. And it's just like, and then what you could say, you could say that he says like he's forced, he was forced to leave his, his home behind. And so, cause he would have died otherwise. And so kind of looking into this, it kind of feels like he became the hero out of necessity. I mean, you got at least some level of imposter syndrome going in, you know, going into becoming the Lord ruler. Yeah. Cause he, the, he says that according to the prophecies, you know, and, and, in previous epigraphs, according to the prophecies, he is the hero of ages. And he has that imposter syndrome, like you're saying. But we get a little bit of a glimpse here into where it all started. And he's saying that, like, at least when it started, he w- he was almost given the option of, like, I either go along with this or I die. And I don't think he's meaning to imply that, like, the the the, the terrorist people or, like, the people who believed in him forced him to do it. I very much think that... They probably brought brought it to him. He was like, no. And but then he was like, well, if I stay here, you know, with whatever's happening, the chaos that's going on with the deepness as a threat, I'm just going to die. So I got to do something. He was just some sort of farm boy that was just hanging around and then uh, had the call to action and was just like, well, I got to kind of have to, you know, <sighs> dang it, Luke. <laughs> yeah. So moving on, we'll go. We're going to keep an eye on that as we go. We look on there. Um we have the picture of the flower, um, mm-hmm. which to give people an idea of what this flower looks like, because even reading it now, I didn't realize like how it looked. Uh, it's like a three petaled flower flower. So it's almost like in a like a triangle like shape with its three petals, um, which I thought was just kind of interesting. Um, they um, he once again, like reiterates, like the plants here are a different color. The world here looks different. Um, I'm only, I'm going to be really itching if this actually ever becomes a movie. Like, I wonder how they're going to play that off because you could think it might look like really depressing and this world is kind of depressing. Um, ash falling all over the place and doing all this stuff. Um, excuse me. And then, um, you know, we get into the whole, you know, the Scadrian, uh, Shakespeare is better to have loved than lost and never Mm -hmm. to have loved at all. But, um, one of the things is that they were in the pits for a year. It was a year after Mare showed up. And that's when she died. And she showed up weeks later. And Lord Ruler is like, thank you for betraying him. And it's a pretty messed up situation. I mean, Kelsier says, like, I still love her and I can't stop loving her. But, you know, she died knowing that I doubted her, essentially. But I mean, with all the evidence that we have, and at least with what he's saying, what everyone else is saying, I don't see how you can doubt it. Yeah, like, yeah, because up to that point, right, with with him being caught, right, at least the Lord Ruler that's been portrayed to us so far is a calculating, strict, cruel being. When I think of a, of a being like that in that position... He would gain no benefit. He doesn't seem cruel in the sense that he just likes people's pain. He just seems cruel in the sense that he's going to get do whatever he wants and do whatever he needs to to get what he wants. And so why would he lie? Yeah, it, it doesn't seem like... I mean, we haven't interacted with Lord Ruler as he is now, but it just doesn't sound like he's someone that would just kind of mess around. And Kelsier, as a person who can read people, 
or seems like he can read people, that seems like he has no real doubt about what he meant. Um, the other thing is that we learn about snapping. And I know a few episodes back, and I think chapter like four or five, I mentioned like Kelsier says he snapped in the pits. He kept using that word snap, 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 yep. snap. And he mentions this is an allomantic term that, you know, people gain their allomancy through snapping. Um, and Ven had asked, I believe she was like, when did I, you know, when could I have snapped? And he's like, you had such a terrible life. There were probably plenty of times you could have snapped. Any one of those beatings she took from Reen or anyone could have been the beating that caused her to snap. So, I mean, there's like this element of trauma that comes with Allomancy, which is a, pr- a messed up part of this magic system that we didn't know about, at least until now. Yeah, it, it, it almost it almost seems like, I mean, it doesn't seem like it. it is. Like, you have to be beaten down and broken at some point to be able to get a hold of this magic. So anyone that we run into with Allomantic powers, they had something majorly bad happen to them at some point in their life. I mean, it took, I mean... Kelsier had to endure probably very terrible physical things in the pits of Hassan, but it was the death of Mare that made him snap. It wasn't all those physical, you know, demanding things. Yeah, so we, we, we see the scars he has from the pits. So it's more than just being beaten. It's more than just being weak. It's more than just starving. It's a truly, like, emotional, like, soul-wrenching type of trauma that would actually kind of need to be able to do that, to be uh, experienced in order to actually get alamancy. Yeah, and I guess here, something that I found super interesting, at least, is Vin, obviously, we've, we've talked about it up to this point, Vin has that trauma. We know Vin, there are plenty of ways Vin could have been broken to to get this ability and it seems though that she's the only one um that that we've seen out of all of the all of the people all of the the mistings and kelsier that we we know she seems to be the only one who i shouldn't say that her and kelsier are the only ones who seem like they can't let go of whatever that trauma was it's now it's a decent point and I think the biggest thing you can see it in is the fact that she is bored, okay? She is super duper bored, but in reality, really, I think what it is, and I swear she probably mentions at one point, I just forgot to make a note on it, she needs to be useful because she's so scarred by that trauma, she can't let it go. She thinks that no matter what, the minute she's not useful, all of this is going to go up to smoke. Everything that she's come to know and like is going to just disappear if she's useless. And I think, you know, she's going to get her wish in the next chapter. She is going to be back at the ball and she's going to be looking to be useful. And I think she's going to realize she might have bit off a little more than she can chew. Hey guys, Vod here. Thanks for listening to the Antos podcast. You'll start to see regularly scheduled episodes starting November 14th, 2022. And if you'd really like to follow us, please consider subscribing. We're a very small project, so please support us with likes and comments, because that's what the algorithm craves. If you're listening on the YouTube channel, please hit the notification bell. And if you want to really give us a boost, consider supporting us on Patreon, because I really need to better my experience.